formation. Come on, gays, let's get in. That was unnecessary. Coronation. What? Did you hear him? He sneezed. He sneezed into the microphone. He wanted to be on the podcast. Poblast. He wanted some airtime. No. Airtime. Airtime. He's I doing don't it again. Understand. You like that, I don't, don't you? I cannot stop saying that. It's hilarious. I keep telling Savannah that. And she's like, what do you know? But then uh, you turned you... on me, Rena. I don't <laughs> understand. I just don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. So good. <laughs> I don't understand. That's what I'm going to start doing. Mm-hmm. Dancing just dancing. People are wrong. Like, while I'm on the podcast, you're just going to get up and start like, I'm not you're listening. You're fucking wrong, bitch. <laughs> you're fucking wrong. I'm not listening. I'm Shut not listening. Shut your fat ass up, bitch. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. Exactly. Exactly. Go away. I don't need those notifications. I don't need that negativity. Hello? Does it sound weird? Ugh. You always sound weird. Yeah. Sort of like, yeah. Move your fucking phone. For Christ's sake. Can you hear it? No. Shut up, bitch. Well, when it was right there, I heard it. Oh, you heard it? I did. I heard, I said what I said. I heard it. Okay, girl. Well. Mm-hmm. I heard it. You're a liar. Liar, liar, plans for hire. Period says. Oh, I had topics. That's what I was going to look up. Oh, yeah. you're. Yeah, we're going to try something new? Yeah, well, I, I mean, it's not really that new because we do it anyways. It's just on the fly. On the fly. Well, I mean, they are on the fly still, but you know. This is like on top of a fly. Like on top of the fly, on top Very of small. Mike Pence's head. Yes. I love all the memes of the, like... The, the fly on top of Mike Pence's he- head walking into the White House inauguration for Joe Biden. It's like alien in like a dress. <laughs> I love that. Like, uh, these memes are chef's kiss. Very good. Iconic. Iconic. Do I sound quiet? I sound quiet. Do I sound quiet? No. Do I sound quiet to you? No. It sounds different. A little bit. Nah. <laughs> That's too loud. Exactly. Because <laughs> you, ne- you don't have volume control. <laughs> Because then I'm like, hey, I'm just going to talk like this. And this is my normal speaking voice. Let me like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zero to 100 real fast. Uh, but also, that's both of us. So. I'm very soft spoken. Oh, oh yeah. Um, okay. Very soft spoken. Just like measured. a normal person. Um, just really classy and sophisticated. Okay. We're really going into the lies here, aren't we? There's no lies. <laughs> I also don't lie. Um, and I'm very humble. Mm. Um, it's almost like. Me being super nice. Wow. <laughs> I'm just like so nice. I, I would appreciate it if you didn't speak over me because I'm so soft spoken. Oh, yeah, yeah, I okay. Don't, I don't, uh, I've never seen you be nice. So I, I don't know. love to interrupt people. I know, yes, you do. Y- yes, and you, you have do. been. Um, so. Oh, 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 oh. <sighs> what was that? That was a what claw. Oh, my God. Mango. Mango. Uh, I, I also really wanted the version two as well, and I was really sad when H E B did not have them. I got down on the floor to see if they had them. It was uh, it was a new low, literally. So I was gonna say, so you hit rock bottom. I I, there, I mean it was it's a s- cement floor, so. concrete floor. I don't know the difference. Savannah thinks I'm so supposed to know the difference, but she gets mad. There's apparently because she works in construction. She's there's like, a difference between c- concrete and cement. Yes. And if you get what it wrong, it? she gets mad. I, She's explained this to me multiple times, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> it's almost like when your eyes glaze over when I start talking about something scientific, you're like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. They don't glaze over because I don't know what you're talking about. They glaze over because I don't care. That's what that's, what, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm sure I could probably understand what she's saying if... <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, so basically your eyes glazing over anytime I speak. Mm-hmm. During my entire topic, you're just like, oh, God, Shut is he going to get over with this? What am I going to have for supper tomorrow? <laughs> you're going to have chili? There's only a little chili left. Oh, you've almost finished all the chili suddenly. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference is concrete is a mixture of aggregates and paste. Uh, and cement is Mo- sand, gravel, yeah, crushed sand. stone, and water. Yeah. Mostly sand. That's what she told me. Oh, so you just remember now, now that I've given it to you. I've known that. <laughs> because you she's told me. ten seconds ago. <laughs> I need you to remember things on cue. <laughs> on just right away. What is cement? Come on. Come on. Give it. Come on. You, you got it. Come on. Come on. You got it. <laughs> Give like it to me. Trying to teach a child to read. <laughs> okay. Come on, you can read. What's that word? Wha- what is wha- the word? It starts with a B. What does a B sound like? Bitch. No, no M. It starts with a B. No. No, no. That would be me trying to teach a kid to read. Why can you not? Why, what are you doing? Why are you? No, don't make that sound. Yeah. Sounds pretty uh... Every time I do my uh, tutoring, uh-huh. I get duped by this kid. Is it the same one? Yes, it's always the same one. Who's like, oh, I, I don't, my mic is not on. Well, now his mic works, but he's always playing games instead of listening to me. Well, and you're like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm paying attention to the lesson. And I'm like, well, can you read this page for me? And he's like, um, yeah. <laughs> okay. You going to read it? <laughs> And, and it'll be like, um, <laughs> like, I see only, I only see this of his face. I love like that. Half an eye and an eyebrow and head. And he's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I can <laughs> Listen, read it. you fucking idiot. <laughs> Pay attention because I'm supposed to be teaching you. Everybody else is listening. <laughs> and everybody else is reading very well and you sound like an idiot. Yeah, so fucking figure it out. I love that. Um... You know what I don't love? Uh, what? What? I don't know what you don't Oh, just a random concept that I thought of the other day. Well, I was also on Twitter, and I saw someone yell about it, and I was like, what? I also thought that a good... No, I'll, I'll explain in a second. Um, traffic. Can you explain this to me? of bringing new topics to the podcast. How do you... Okay. Um, tables. How do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel? No, I... <laughs> work with me here for a second okay i i need to know where this is going traffic doesn't that just grind your gears yeah it really does because i don't get it what do you mean <laughs> i don't there's understand cars on the road there's too many so they're all slow yes but that's my question why are they slow <laughs> because there's a lot <laughs> Okay, no, hold on. Back up with me, okay? Traffic doesn't make sense to me. Let me explain to you why. Um, because <laughs> There's this TikTok of this woman. She's like, things I don't understand. Wind? I mean, what is it? <laughs> this is how you sound. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> Traffic, what is it? Unless there's like a fucking accident or like lane closures, I don't get why there's just suddenly traffic. 
Because there's a lot of cars on the road. I understand there's a lot of cars, but those cars have to be going somewhere. But do you not slow down when there's more cars around you? No. If we're all going the same speed. You're a dangerous driver. You're a danger to society. <laughs> because I hit my brakes all of a sudden when I'm like, oh, this is the car. <laughs> like. Yes, you should be doing that. Why? <laughs> so you don't hit them. If they're stopped, I'm going to fucking stop. If they're not stopped, I'm going to keep going. Do you understand? There's some sort of miscommunication here because, okay, so the thing that I don't get is, is like, for example, okay, you're driving up on, let's say you're going 59 from downtown all the way up, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, as you're going, you just suddenly get to a point where there's no more traffic. Or the traffic is... a lot of people trying to do road maneuvers at the same time. Okay, but they are all go. They're all supposed to be going the same speed, and there was not any accidents to slow them down. Why did we stop? Is the question. Do you understand what I'm asking? Yes, because there's people trying to get off the highway. There's people trying to get on the highway. But why did they slow down? Because that's what you do. That's what you're supposed to do. No, you're not. I don't know. I don't understand traffic, and you're not dealing with this very well. Um, I just don't get it. I just need you to watch, listen to this girl, because this is how you sound. Because, yeah, so that's why the name of this episode is going to be called 10T1. 10T1. Or 1T1. 1T1. Why isn't it called 1T1 or 1T2? Oh, man. Well, then you could go all the way up to 20. 1T1, 1T2, 1T3. Well, I relate with that woman. What is wind? What I don't is, get it. What is traffic? Because there's people on the road. No, it doesn't make any sense. They have to be going somewhere. If there's a lot of people on the internet using the same internet. Yeah, why is it going to be slow? Well, why is it going to be slow? Because everyone's using the same one. No, that's not an excuse. Not an excuse for city shitty service. said city service. It's the ignorance for me. Okay, whatever. Well, I just like to yell about things, okay? And I have to yell about traffic. Uh, especially when I first moved here, I used to drive down West Park Tollway and it used to piss me the fuck off because West Park Tollway literally splits into you go to 59 or you go continuing down to West Park. Like, those are the only two options there. Uh, and people would slam on their brakes and back up for like two fucking miles. And what was even worse, traffic would be even worse when there was a police officer sitting on the side of the road. Nobody pulled over, just sitting there. It's like, okay, you're literally watching people go 10 miles an hour. What you doing? What you doing? <laughs> oh, it's not the police officer's fault. It's the people that are like, oh, oh! <laughs> I've been going 80. I need to slow Slam down. Slam any so brakes. Exactly. Me. Yeah. But you ain't going 80 anymore <laughs> because now everyone's going 10. So. And me, I'm just like, I've been going 55 the whole time. <laughs> exactly. Ugh, anyways. So you're the cause of traffic. Uh, I probably cause the traffic. <laughs> uh, yes. 100%. I, I, yep. <laughs> and guess what? I don't give a shit. <laughs> because it misses people like me off and you're like. <laughs> no, because I'm not getting in an accident. I haven't gotten in an accident either. Yeah, but there's a less likely likelihood of me getting in an accident going 55 miles. I don't know the way you yell at people. <laughs> what? What? what, what? <laughs> the car's gonna be mad that I yelled at it. <laughs> you know, they might have feelings soon, someday soon. <laughs> no, only my car can hear me screaming. Mm-hmm. Sure. Thomas Dunn. He's on my side. No. Oh. <laughs> he just points we're engaged he's on my side oh okay for every battle okay <laughs> anyway is that what you wanted to talk about 
No. Do you want me to talk about my topic now? Your your random thoughts. Yeah, my random. That was one of them, but no. Um, Why are they green? Would you would you have sex with an alien that you thought was attractive? <laughs> um. <laughs> like, what if an alien just like beamed down and you were like? Do they have the same parts? I don't know. That's up for interpretation. Well, I don't know then. <laughs> well, what if you were just like, wow, that's a really attractive alien? I, de- I generally don't think that <laughs> things outside of my species are attractive, so I probably... Well, you don't know. know. We don't know any aliens yet. What if you're just like, wow? <laughs> All right, so the answer for you is yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'd get next. probed. <laughs> okay, next one. <laughs> um, next topic. Do you ever look at your dog and just think, wow, he's seen th- seen th- some things? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that dog's seen, but he's stuff. He's seen stuff. I, sometimes I look into Bailey's eyes and I'm like, what do you know? <laughs> also, today I caught her choking herself. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I think it's her kink. Kennedy does that every day for his walks. Like, she, well, that's true. Um, no, she like sits on the side of the cat. Like, she'll sit next to me while I'm working, and like the the uh, arm of the couch is hard, and she'll just like put her neck like up onto it, and she'll just read like, <sighs> and like while she's napping, and I'm like, you know, you could lay anywhere else on this couch and not be choking yourself, and she's like, <gasps> is she asleep? Yes. Oh well, then she probably just doesn't know. She's well, I mean, obviously not enough to wake her up. Yeah, exactly. And so then I'm like, hey, and she wakes up. And she's like, I was like looking outside her face like, yeah. Stop destroying my fun, man. I mean, exactly. It's like, stop kink shaming, you little asshole. Like, I'm trying to get my pleasure since you ripped out my ovaries. Like, <laughs> well, I didn't personally rip out her ovaries. I think you did. <laughs> I, I paid someone to do it. <laughs> That's it wasn't even a vet. What? It was a vet student. <laughs> I'm with that knowledge. Well, um, Kennedy is always around at inter- inopportune times, and he wants to be around, be a part of things. Yeah, yeah, be on the bed. Yeah, Bailey, Bailey did the same thing. One time, she licked my foot while I was in engaging in things, and I was like, "Okay, I'm done." <laughs> She's like. Room for one more. <laughs> like, I'll be downstairs on the couch. <laughs> you know what I'll be doing. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear <laughs> rasping, don't come a knocking. Heavy breathing is up to you if you want to join. <laughs> Bailey had seen some things. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> the, the reason why I thought of this was because I have the windows in the, the living room open. So she sits on the couch with me facing the windows. And she'll just be staring out the window like wide eyes. And she's like big old pupils. Like it's like you can see Vietnam in her eyes. Like, <laughs> And so I was just like, 
I wonder what she's seen, <laughs> like what she thinks she's seen, you know, because she obviously is processing the information in her brain differently. Anytime that she sees a person walk by, she's like, oh, fuck. Somebody's <laughs> going to get it. <laughs> I am not a part of this. Um, yeah. So that's why I thought about this. But then I was like, let's take it to the awkward step beyond that. <laughs> why not? <laughs> and just talk about baby choking herself. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> Yeah. Those were my three random thoughts this week. Three? Yeah. What was the first one? The traffic. Wow. It's not a fucking random thought. It kind of was. You're just stupid. No, it makes sense. Traffic. I don't understand. If you don't get traffic either, let us know because I don't get it. It makes me mad. Like, you already know where you're supposed to be going. There's plenty of signs that tell you which way you're supposed to be going. Go that way. Have you never been in the car with somebody who doesn't know where they're going? Because no. it happens to everyone all the time. <laughs> I mean, it happens to me too. So, But I make myself get over in the right way possible, or I do a U-turn later on the highway. <laughs> I rip a donut <laughs> just straight and just drive up. reverse on the highway. Hey. Hallway there. I have driven down the wrong way in downtown multiple times. <laughs> so, oh. I did that one time and it was very frightening. I did it in the work van several times. Actually, Melissa was in the car both times. She was like, yeah, fuck this shit up. <laughs> Take this van, go the wrong way, it's fine. I was like, oh, well. Let's we rob just, a bank. We just, <laughs> just crash the fucking work van into it, has the number directly to the office. <laughs> yes, we've got two people here. They uh, just ran a build, or ran the tr- your van into a building uh, saying they're going to rob a bank. Right now, did you have an appointment? <laughs> no, we didn't. Yes. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> Well, sometimes they like to drop in. They really dropped in here. They they slammed the car inside of it. Uh, when can we get started? Where's was there no parking? Cause we can get started now. <laughs> like crews are available right now. <laughs> the tile. Uh, we we'll get started. Uh, yeah, we do need tile now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah. there's. I mean, they ripped up a whole lot of the carpet with the tire wheels. So, so I guess carpet. Yeah, I guess so. What's your Anyways. best option? <laughs> what is your best option? Hello. See, we've got. A... I don't even remember any of the names. Yeah, I, don't, I got nothing. Um. Anyways, hey Spencer. Hey. Let me ask you a question. No. Okay. Well, I'm gonna ask it anyways. Does 2020 have you feeling spoopy? One hundred percent. Are our listeners feeling anxious lately, especially when we start to witch cackle? <laughs> well, did you know that your dog can quickly pick up on those feelings of anxiety and anxiousness? That's anxiety. Don't worry. Our sponsor, Baked Bones, is here to help. Their dog bones are made from organic, all-natural, human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil, and their products are here to provide you peace of mind and relief to your anxious pup. And hey... You can even use code SPOOPY15 Spoopy 15. to get 15% off of your bag of delicious treats or hemp oil tincture today. Check out Instagram at Baked Bones or the website at BakedBones.com to find some information and reviews on how they've been helping out other dogs too. Need your dog, your dog bones ASAP? Check out uh, Man Ready Mercantile in the Houston Heights as well as uh, South Congress in Austin. Baked Bones, woof! Hell yeah, brother. Ew. I need to need to get my pumpkin spice treats from them. I feel Did like you Bailey. Make it into a turkey? I want to. Do it. Well, I need to get some from them. Okay. Do it. Okay. Well, then I will. I don't understand. 
I don't understand. I don't know why that woman is not more famous. I don't either, because that. I mean, I could. It's iconic. I could use that gif all the time of just her dancing, or voguing around to. I don't I understand. Don't know, to her own song. Yeah, that, that she, she just made up. Yeah. So good. I, I don't know why a recording artist hasn't been like let's let Pick get a that thing. Bitch up. Let's take it. We're making a thing. Also, I think that came out in like 2013. So. I don't care. Make her famous now. Bring it back. <laughs> She's like, finally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're bringing all the other 90s bands back, so we can't get a her back from 2013. What show is it even from? Bad Girls Club. Oh, yeah, you told me that. I never even heard of that. Me neither. Um, but apparently, so you remember during uh, Drag Race Holland, mm-hmm. the Goisha something, whatever? Goisha yeah. Girls? Go, the Goisha Goisha Girls yeah. or something yeah it's the same show oh it's just like it's teaching girls classiness okay no make them more <laughs> no. ratchet yeah I want them to not be uh, nicer I girls I want them to dance and say I don't understand I want punch a girl in the mouth I want them to all be New York Tiffany New York T- Pollard Tiffany New York Pollard yeah mm-hmm. that's what I yes. need yes Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce. You look like Luther Vandross. So nice. I know. That's iconic. 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 One of my favorite, another one of my favorite Tiffany New York Pollard moments Mm -hmm. is when (laughs) one of the girls tells her that they're going on a date with Flav later and she just walks and she's like, oh, oh, oh. I'm like, Tiffany, why did you even want to be with Flav of Flav? She didn't. (laughs) She was doing it for the fame. Exactly. She's not an idiot. And it fucking worked. And she's Famous she's famous. I think I'd know her more more of her shit than Flavor Flav. I would watch her over Flavor Flav any yeah. day. <laughs> well, there it is. What is Flavor Flav famous for? Wearing a clock? The only thing I, I don't, was yeah. He, uh, he was a musician of some sort. You could tell me that, and I might believe you. <laughs> he was. Oh, oh, okay. I don't know anything that he's saying. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, I can tell you everything that New York has ever said. Yeah, and I can also tell you that I only know Flavor Flav from when Shea Coulee did Flavor Flav in All Star Five. So that's true. That's all, that's all I'm like. Oh well, that is Flavor Flav. That's true. <laughs> I think I got nothing else. Is, I remember this from <laughs> New York's show. Uh, uh, that's all I got. That's all I got. They got me, gal. They got me. They got me, gal. Y'all want to talk about some spoopy stuff? Oh yeah, let's do it. Who goes first? You. Is it me? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um. Who goes first? Oh, me? Oh, oh. Shut up. You don't understand how traffic works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I do, but... Uh, coming off of an episode yesterday of uh, Dracula Resurrection, I want to talk about witches. Oh! You're going to uh, tell us all about the, the lore of witches? Um, really a specific pink. witch. Oh, just one? Mm-hmm. Um... Not a real witch. This woman gets kind of a bad name for some stuff that she did. But uh, some stuff was really bad, but some of it was just kind of not Joan that of bad. Um, no. So, yeah. Uh, but what do they do with a woman who is smart in the 1600s? Burn her. She's a witch. Set her adrift on a glacier. Burn the witch. What? Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Anyways. Oh. Oh. <laughs> There's not going to be a pool, you stupid slut. Um, what? You haven't seen the, the meme of Jessica Lange from American Horror Story where she said there's not going to be a when Rona's over, you stupid slut. Oh, no. It's good. It's good. Um, so this week I'm going to tell you about the story of Catherine Montvoisin. I've never heard of her. 
Catherine Deshaies Montvoisin was born in 1640 in France. Okay. Uh, little is known about her youth, and records only begin about the time of her marriage to Antoine Montvoisin. Because they didn't write anything about women back then. They were just like, eh. it's She's a woman. Ooh, yeah, exactly. What else do They're you like, need to know? She, she's going to be in the kitchen. She's going to be cooking us food. She's going to have babies. Yeah. That's what yeah. else you need. Clean clean the house. Yeah. Witch. And Classic. if you don't, you're a witch. Yeah. If you don't want to do that, you're useless to me and you're a witch. So, so go live in the woods. Yeah. Um, Ooh, not a bad idea. Okay. <laughs> Um, so he was a jeweler and a silk merchant who owned a shop at Pont Marie in Paris. Uh, Catherine began to support her family when Antoine's business went bankrupt. Oh, so now your business is bankrupt. And suddenly and the you woman, re- you got to rely on your wife. The woman got to take care of the family. Also, mm. where, where's she getting money from? Did she get, get a job? Sis. Oh, get she into it. She knows chiromancy. Palm reading. Oh. And face reading. So um, all these people who are like, ooh. I don't know how to read. <laughs> yes. Tell me things. They're like, what happens in my, am I going to have some bread for the week? Ooh, let me see your problem. Oh yeah. You see that little mark? Definitely death. bread. Oh, definitely <laughs> the plague. You're going to actually starve to death. You You're going to get boils bread. on your hands. Yeah. That's actually syphilis. Yeah. Please leave. <laughs> don't touch me again. Um, so she used these skills to serve the Parisian elites. Uh, she Ooh. developed skills in midwifery, uh, which led to her performing abortions, which oh. is why they were also mad at her. Yeah, uh, because they were like, we need more French babies. And that she was like, no, Sparkle. <laughs> no, pizza. <laughs> pizza. Ooh, <laughs> Well, also at the time, I mean, she will will get to the point to where her business is booming, baby. And she serves the... Booming babies? She blows them up now? Yeah, she puts dynamite right <laughs> Just inside. Just right... In, hold on, this stick <gasps> will make you feel much better. She's like, I'm going to be stand. okay, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah Did yeah. you buy that amulet that I gave you? You can write a review after this and, like, let yeah. me know how it goes. I'm also just going to be, like... I'm having fr- lunch with friends in about an hour. Will I be there on time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah. You'll be early. Just don't <laughs> let them know that you're here. You know, and then I'll just you know go. Uh, you know what? I'll call him. Yeah, I'll call him. I'll, I'll, I'll tell let, him to let him know. Since we have telephones in 1640, I'll send a carrier pigeon. Hey, <laughs> <Right. laughs> pigeon dies in the bomb blast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so she serves Parisian elites, okay, which is royalty, yeah. members of the court, which they all have hemophilia and they're all fucking each other. Yeah, and so those babies got up. Yeah. Um, so her fortune telling business also grew, and she began new ventures in selling magical objects, potions, arranging black masses, and selling aphrodisiacs to further support her fortune tellings. In the late 60s. 16- also, they're all fucking each other, anyways. Why do they need aphrodisiacs? Because <laughs> they're probably starving. They're like, we can't get a heart on them. Well, that, <laughs> well, but also, they probably smell awful. Oh, God. Um, and everyone just like. Yeah, stick it in. Just, oh, just let me put on my bird's mask yes. for a second. Um, please undress. You know what? Keep your clothes on, but like, just pull it out. Just yeah, through it, it the clothes. Pulls out a crusty. Uh, never mind. Yeah. Um. So enough of that. Uh, late 1660s, Montvoisin, who was known to her clients as La Voisin, mm-hmm. uh, had become quite wealthy and had very high up clients in the French aristocracy, such as the Comtesse de Soissons. 
Duchess de Bouillon, Comtesse de Gramont, and the Duke of Luxembourg. Mm. Uh, she lived in Villeneuve sur Gravois, where her clients served where she served her clients all day and she entertained Parisian society with violin music in her garden in the evening. Oh my gosh. La voisine. So she got like real rich. She got money. She got that money honey. This is before the revolution too. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, there's people starving and everywhere else in the country, but here's 50,000 francs. Yeah, I'm over here and I'm reading palms and I just got that money. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, a con woman. Yeah. She's a con woman. She's a con woman. Um, La Voisin attended church in the Genesette Abbey de Saint-Amour. She supported a family of six, including her husband, her mother, and her children. Uh, she was known to have multiple lovers besides her husband, uh, one of which was her compatriot, Adam Lesage, who tried to persuade her to kill her husband in order to marry him. Oh. So everybody was like, we will kiss the ground that you walk on because you are a fancy fortune-telling bitch. And yeah. You got it. Also, um, I love that just everyone's idea back then in the 16, I'm sure this existed for forever, was just like, if we can't be together, just kill your husband. Oh, yeah. And everyone's just like, okay. Well, everybody was coming to her, too. They were like, I don't love my husband. I want to marry someone else. She's what like, do okay, I do? Kill <laughs> Let me see your palm. <laughs> yeah, let me see if the, your palm says that you're going to kill them. Oh, will I? Yeah, you're going to kill them like two days with a knife. How, like, what am oh, I no, going to no. do? We'll oh. get there. Oh, okay. Um. Le Voisin was the go-to for abortions for Parisian elites. Abortions, of course, was highly illegal. Uh, she had a, a network of abortionists across Paris. Uh, she would abort babies and then either use them for rituals or burn them in her furnace and bury the ashes in her garden. Oh, my God. Uh, these crimes would not be held against her when she eventually was brought to charge by the king. Wow. Uh, because a lot of the babies were his. Yeah, surprise. Wow. Uh, as if I'm shocked. Because he was like, oh, who got these people pregnant? I, I, uh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Le Voisin said that her abilities at a fortune, as a fortune teller were given by God, but she had honed them at age nine. She further developed her art by studying the modern methods of physiology and the read, uh, the, oh, and how to read clients' features via their face and palms. So basically she was like, I studied science. And, like, learn something. I can tell when people are mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Surprise. Um, she spent lavishly to provide confidence to her clients. She had a special robe of red velvet embroidered with eagles in gold made for 1,500 livres to perform in. I don't know how much a livre is today, but $1,500 or $1,500 dollars in 1600 i'm sure it was tens of more thousands of dollars yes definitely more maybe than more than thousands yeah more, probably the neighborhood yeah honestly house in the neighborhood. Could buy, you could buy fucking luxembourg for that exactly <laughs> um and she's having sex with the duke there so, you go in 1665 or 66 her divinations were questioned by the congregation of the mission at the saint vicent de paul's order and she successfully defended herself at the sorbonne Interesting. So Christians got involved, and they were like, something's going on here. Something's wrong. And she, she was, was like, like you yeah. know what? Man upstairs is doing all this. He did. I got all this from him. All of this is from him. Yeah. And they're like, yes, 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 mm, yes, okay, yes. Okay. Um, understand. How can can I do it? Yeah. Can, I do can we too? learn this from you? <laughs> um, <clears throat> you, you know what? Hmm. I'm involved. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, I'm going to charge you every time that you make money. 
So basically, you work for me now. Yeah. Um, her fortune telling eventually evolved into a professional business of, quote, alleged black magic. Uh, she noticed similarities in her clients, and almost all of them were interested in either having someone fall in love with them, someone would die so that they could inherit from them, or they killed their spouse so that they could marry someone else. So basically she was like, people want to murder. People want three things. They they want to either be in fall love in with love, someone. Kill their husband to fall in love again. Or make money. Fall yeah. in love again. Or kill a relative to make money. Yeah. Two uh, of the three things involve killing. <laughs> Well, two and a half, really. Yep. Um, Le Voisin would offer services of magic to take their make their wishes come true. Uh, she told clients, clients that their wish would only come true if God willed it initially. Uh, but then she ban- began recommending them to uh, go perform an action to make their de- dream come true, such as visiting a church of a certain saint. Uh, but then she began to sell amulets and gradually increased the suggestion of magical objects or rituals until she was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing, that, the only way this is gonna happen, Mama. Secret Kill necklace myself. of love. <laughs> Don't you buy worry. This. I've got this. It's bejeweled. It's ready. It's uh, di- divinationed rock. and all that stuff. I don't know. I need like a magical object. She's like, all right, all right, all right. Looks around house. You I've see, got this thimble. You see that paper towel roll right there? <laughs> Magic. 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 Just Mama. beat it up the head. Anybody that touches it will want your pussy mm-hmm. right away. Immediately. Immediately. You just have to be like, you want this pussy? And just point, use the paper towel roll, point it, and they're going to be like, yeah. Yes, I would I would enjoy that. Yeah, yes. yes. You, you know what, Brooklyn? Yes. Yes, yes I yes, would. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so clients who wished for someone to fall in love with them, she made love powders consisting of bones of toads, teeth of moles, Spanish fly, iron filings, human blood, and uh, mummy or human remains. Oh, my God. People ate mummies so much, so much. the The amount of mummies that were destroyed from like Egypt and like all of that. So apparently, it's an aphrodisiac. It, it. I don't think it actually is. Well, apparently, according to old old people, <laughs> dead people, old dead people. Yes. Um. Yeah. No. It was just something that was like, ooh, this is. Oh, this is exotic and, and different. We don't have mummies here. Let's ground them up and turn them into powders sex to powder. eat. Yeah, sex powder to eat. Um, yeah. But also, if you're eating iron filings, not good. Yeah, not good. Um, they're a little sharp. I mean, I, I imagine that you would pass them. No, they'd slice up your intestines. Not big iron filings. Yeah, I don't care how big they are. Well, I don't think... It's either going to be that or the plague. Pick your poison. Pick your poison, yeah. Um, yeah. They're going to be like, oh, God, this, everything's eating me up inside. I'm pooping out blood. Yeah, you ate iron filings, you little dumb shit. You could probably deal with the bones because mostly calcium. Mm-hmm. But. Well, it made people fall in love. I'll tell mm-hmm. you that. Um, finally, Spoiler alert, geez. Exactly. <laughs> finally, her most radical and expensive recommended practice was the black mass. Um, she would arrange for clients <clears throat> at a cost so that they could pray to Satan and their wish would come true. So even though she was like, this is all through God and all her like things, she's like, well, I think she's like, Satan's kind of involved now like, too. This is a, a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Um, let's slide all the way to the bottom. Let's bitch. get it. Let's make the most amount of money that I can get. Mm-hmm. People are going to do it. Um, so during the masses, a woman would perform as an altar. So a woman lays on a table and holds a bowl 
um, and then they hold a baby above the bowl and they let the blood come from the they kill the baby killed the baby or blood let the baby um, into the bowl uh, whether the baby in question was actually killed on this occasion is not sure or whether it was a a stillborn baby or a fetus because she's still performing abortions. abortions yeah she's like they were like we need a baby i got you don't worry i got one <laughs> um yeah so and then they would ask their question or ask tell their wish to satan uh so she had several associates working for her arranging and participating in her professional magic services no. hey once again this is france and before the revolution so if she gets any poor person that's like and there she's like hey i'll pay you nice to do these things they're gonna be like sure yeah i mean, no one's gonna tell her no if they're fucking poor as fuck well these people were not the people that were helping her uh-huh. oh well they're also rich because they're working <clears throat> yeah. Um, her for, her notable lover, Adam Lesage, who performed alleged magical tasks, and the priest Etienne Guibourg uh, and uh, Abby Mariot. So, a priest. She's got a full on priest to do it now. <laughs> hey, let's do these satanic rituals. Officiated the yeah. Black Mass. I love that. Uh, finally, her most radical, or, oh, sorry. Le voisin finally took this step uh, from purported magical potions and amulets and rituals to selling aphrodisiacs. To those who wished to fall in love with them, and the fatal poison was given to those who wished someone to die. Okay. So now she's selling poison. Yeah, arsenic, probably. <laughs> I don't know. Iron yeah. filings. Yeah, honestly. This one's just all this iron one's filings. only iron filings. Just give it to him and it's going to die. Just, just run right through them. Yeah. Um, the art of poisoning had become a regular science at the time, having been perfected in part by Julia Tofana, a professional female poisoner in Italy only a decade, a few decades before Le Voisin. La Voisin provided a large variety of poisons for her clients and had a network of poison providers working for her, notably the apothecary Catherine Triano. Uh, her knowledge of poisons was apparently not so thorough, though, as, less, uh, as that of less well-known sorcerers, or it would be difficult to account for Louise de la Vallière's immunity. So she did poison some people, but they didn't die sometimes. So she wasn't giving them the, the most amount of poison. Mm-hmm. Uh, La Voisin's most notable client was Madame de Montespan, uh, official royal mistress to King Louis XIV of France. Interesting. Uh, their con- she was a mistress to him? Yes. LOL. Who was she trying to kill? The king? The, yeah. The, um, or the no, other mistresses? The other mistress, mistresses. Oh, my God. Uh, their contact was often performed through the companion of Montespan, uh, Claude de Vandes. Okay. I tried to say this earlier. yet. Let. It's hard. I'm only saying it at one time. Okay. Uh, Montespan was alleged to have hired Le Voisin in 1667 to arrange a black mass. The mass was celebrated in a house in Rue de la Tannerie. Uh, Adam Lesage and Abbe Mariotte officiated, while Montespan prayed to win the love of the, the king. The same year, Montespan became the official mistress of the king. After so this, she... She prayed she, at one of the black masses, and then her wish came, came true. true. But, I, I mean, it's not really a black mass. <clears throat> yeah, it just happened. Uh, she employed Le Voisin whenever a problem occurred to her in her relationship with the king. 1673, when the king's interest in Montespan seemed to wane, Montespan again employed Le Voisin, who provided a series of black masses officiated by Etienne Guibert. Um, on at least one occasion, Montespan herself acted as the human altar in the mass. Le Voisin also provided Montespan with an aphrodisiac in which Montespan drugged the king. (laughs) 
during the king's affair with Madame de Soubise, uh, Montespan used an aphrodisiac provided by Le Bazin's colleague Françoise Filastre and made by Louis Gallet in Normandy. Uh, 1667, Montespan made it clear that if the king should abandon her, she would kill him. So uh, she's going to kill the king if he was leaving her for another mistress. Uh-huh. When the king entered into a relationship with Angelique de Fontagne in 1679, Montespan called for La Voisin and asked for her to have both the king and Fontagne killed. La Voisin hesitated, but was eventually convinced to agree I'm sure she's like, you give me enough money, I can make something happen. I will give you something if God's wish will allow it, you know? <laughs> well, she's also like, isn't that coming back to me? I don't give yeah, a fuck. I don't give a shit. Uh, I love that. <laughs> ain't no king got control over me. I I'm don't Zan, understand. Yeah, I'm Lavoisin. Lavoisin <laughs> uh, constructed a plan to kill the king together with the poisoners Trianon, Bertrand, and Romani. The last Normani? Normani. Yes, she's there back well, then. She's, she's there for the motivation. Yeah. Oh my God. Shut the fuck up. Uh, the last being <laughs> the fiance of her daughter. Uh, Trianon was unwilling to participate and tried to make her change her mind by constructing an ill fated fortune for her, but Voisin refused to change her mind. The group decided to murder the king by poisoning a petition uh, to be delivered by his own their own hands. Right. He, they were. They poisoned paper oh. to give to him. How? I don't know. Did they have ricin back then? I thought you still have to eat ricin. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe like a powder that would unfold, or like a, it'd unroll a scroll and, and it'd be powder poop. in the face. I don't know. Um, on, that had to be some strong shit. Yeah. On March 5th, uh, 1679, Le Voisin visited the royal courts in Saint-Germain to live, deliver the petition herself. Interesting. Uh, that day, however, there were too many petitioners, and the king did not take their petitions which foiled her plan. Upon returning to her home in Paris, she was castigated by a group of monks. Um, she handed the petition to her daughter, Marguerite Montvoisin, and asked her to burn it, uh, which she did. The next day, she made plans to visit Catherine Trianon after the mass and planned the next murder attempt upon Louis XIV. Uh, the death of the king's sister-in-law, the Duchess of Orleans, uh, had been falsely attributed to poison, and the crimes of Madame de Brinvière, executed in 1676, and her accomplices were still fresh in the mind of the public. Wait, and who is this This person that died? Just some random person? His sister-in-law. A... Oh, okay. And, and he was poisoned by this woman named Madame de Brinvière. Oh, okay. That's what I was asking. The one who poisoned her. Yeah. Which or they put poisoned. her to death already. Yeah, okay. But uh, she's not actually related to the story. No. Okay. She just... They're just like fresh. Okay. They're just like, hmm. You're saying a bunch of French names, so I'm just, like, making sure. <laughs> yes. Uh, so everybody in, in France is like, they be poisoning people out here. Mm -hmm. So, so then you got to keep an eye open. Things got kind of sus. Mm -hmm. uh, in parallel, a riot took place where people accused witches of abducting children for black masses. Surprise. Mm -hmm. It's almost like it's actually happening. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Very suspicious. Mm -hmm. uh, a priest reported that a growing number of people were confessing to people poisoning in their confessions. Okay. So these people were like, yeah, I totally I, poisoned my ex-husband. I also did that. <laughs> and, like, and then the priest is oh like... Oh my god, you did? Girl, you're <laughs> so crazy. The priest is sitting behind that like wall divide and just like, what the fuck? No, because the priest is fucking doing it too. Oh He's yeah, like, I know. Oh, that's awful. Who, you, that's who 46 Hail Marys. Who would have given you that powder? 
Where would we find them? I think a priest gave it to me. Oh, shit, fuck. Not here, right? Not at this church. Uh, yeah, I think so. Well, uh, this will be my last confessional. So, you conf- yeah, you can. There'll be a different priest here next week. It won't be Father Me. <laughs> Father I. Father I. <laughs> Um, in 1677, the fortune teller Magdalene de Lagrange was arrested for poisoning and claimed that she had information about crimes of high importance, hunty. Wait, who is this? A, a, a fortune teller. A different fortune teller. Different fortune teller. Uh, the arrest of the successful fortune teller and poisoner Marie Bos and Marie Vigoron, everyone is named Marie, <laughs> um, in January of 1697 made police aware that there existed a network of fortune tellers in Paris who dealt with the distribution of poison. Interesting. So like all these fortune to te- all these fortune tellers out here poisoning people. Is this why people hated gypsies? No, yes. that's a, is it is it because of this that they're all just like everyone's giving each other poison? Oh, not uh, just because of this. But and it's racism too. Racism, yeah. Gypsies are normally Romanian people. Yeah. Um um, when I worked at um, a makeup counter, uh-huh. uh, there Do you was have a gypsy. Uh, is that a word? Cra- is that a is that an offensive word? I feel yeah. like sometimes it is. Yeah, um, I don't know what the PC term is. term is now. Me neither. Um, so there was. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're <laughs> Romanian, Romanian, and listening to this podcast, and we're saying offensive things. A nomadic person. Yeah, I think that's it. A nomad, maybe. Uh, so yeah, there we. I was working, and this girl was like, "That woman over there, gypsy. She's a gypsy." <laughs> and I was like, "How the fuck do you know?" <laughs> She's like, "Look at her. Look at her." And I was like, "What am yes. I looking at?" And they were like, "She's stealing things." I was like, "No." <laughs> what? Why are you just accusing someone of stealing things, bitch? Turns out she was are stealing things. <laughs> <laughs> but what does that have to do with being a gypsy? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the, this was just they called everybody that stole things. <laughs> Gypsy. Gypsy. <laughs> okay. Nomad. Nomad, sorry. <laughs> um, so on March 12, 1679, Le Voisin was arrested outside Notre Dame de Bonneuvel. She was arrested outside of the Notre Dame? Notre Dame? Notre Dame is what they call a lot of churches. Oh. This one is the Bonneuvel. Oh. Um, shit. After having heard Mass uh, just before her meeting with Catherine Trianon. Uh, in April of 1697, a commission appointed to inquire into the subject and prosecute the offenders met for the first time. Its proceedings included some suppressed in the official record are preserved in the notes of some of the official uh, court reporters. Uh, investigation and trial. At the arrest of La Voisin, her maid Margot stated that the arrest would mean the end of a number of people in all levels of society. Interesting. She was like... Yeah, uh, the woman you just arrested, she got shit on everybody. So you, so you watch out. Keep that in mind. Just let me know. Um, La Voisin was imprisoned at Vicienne's. Wait, when did she get arrested? I missed something. She was arrested outside of uh, the church. church. Oh, this, this was her. I thought you were saying no. someone else got arrested. No, she was arrested. Okay, gotcha. For being a fortune teller. They don't have anything on her, really. <laughs> You're a fortune teller. Yeah, uh, you guys have known that. <laughs> Surprise, man! I, I went to the Sorbonne and I, I testified. <laughs> I, I literally I, was like, yeah, I, was. I did this. Um, so she was subject to questioning. On December 27, 1697, or 1679, Louis XIV issued an order that the whole network should be exterminated by all methods, regardless of rank, sex, or age. So he was just like, kill them all. Kill all the witches, <laughs> fortune tellers. Yeah. 
you know, somebody was like, he said, kill all the witches. And they were like, you mean fortune tellers? What did I say? What did I, yeah, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Same thing. <laughs> they're doing it over in America and they're having a grand old time. Just <laughs> do it now. <laughs> when were the Salem witch trials? They were around this time too, right? 1680s, yeah. Yeah. So just about. Um, <laughs> this is the witch scare. Yeah, big witch scare in the middle of this. Uh, the arrest of La Voisin was followed by the arrest of her daughter, Marguerite Montvoisin, Guiburg, Lesage, Bertrand, Romain, and the rest of her network of associates. So they got all of them. They were like, we're going to kill you They were like, do you know anyone? Who do you know? And mm. they're like, I, I know lots of people. I mean, this is my daughter. Arrested! Yeah. <laughs> You're all going down. Yeah. Your mom did some shit. And she's like, yeah. She's like, you knew. <laughs> you, you, we you came to your, new. we came to your house. You hired us. We brought gravy. <laughs> yeah. We were there. Uh, Lavoisin was never subjected to torture, although a form of order was issued giving permission for the use of torture. It was made clear that the order was not to be put into effect and consequently was never made use of. The reason so is like you can do torture, but you probably, probably shouldn't. shouldn't. Because <laughs> she might say something about my brother. Everyone. <laughs> um, yeah. The so Duke the, of Luxembourg. The, you know some guy named the Duke of Luxembourg? <laughs> Do you do you just know like I feel like I just like know someone like the Duke of Luxembourg or something like that. Like I, I think they're involved. Just somehow. kind of let me you know like mm, just help me out. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, so the reason it's suggested to have been that she was going to reveal names of influential people. Uh, aware of her alcoholism, however, yeah, her interrogators did not limit her access to alcohol. They kept that girl drunk the whole time. So basically, she became Cersei. Well, you don't want to keep the but no. she was just drunk the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> So she was just like, I have all this unfettered power, and I'm just going to be fucking wasted yes. on good French wine from Champagne. Oh. Champagne. Champagne. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> which indelibly led her, her to uh, announcing some names. I got just having a great old time. Uh, you know the Duke of Luxembourg. Last week, I was hanging out with Madame Montespan, <laughs> and she was telling me some crazy shit. She brought me a baby, and then <laughs> and I, I killed like, it. What is this for? Uh-huh, I was just going to hang out with this baby, and then I'm going to be like, this. woo, look at that guy, he's dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I threw it at her, and I said, I don't want I this. I own this baby. <laughs> I'm like 67. I what don't do I need, need a baby This is just hanging out, you know? Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Her confrontations with the other accused, particularly those of Madame or Adam Lesage and Marie Boss, were especially ineffect or aspect, uh, effective. Wait, what was effective? Having fights with the people that she used to work with. Oh, and her husband. You said Adam Lesage wasn't that her? her it was husband? a lover. Oh, her husband was Antoine Le Montvoisin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in March, however, she named Marguerite Leferon and Françoise de Dreux as clients. And on the 10th of October, she admitted to having sold poison and magical services to several members of the royal court. She also described the development of her career. She was like, yeah, I started out as a palm reader. And I was like, it's not enough. It's not, I'm going to do wanna, some crazy things. More. So then I was like, I'm going to like get, help women get rid of babies. And then Famous just, women get rid of babies. And then I just told them to lay on the table, and I had them hold the bowl. And my friend took the babies, took the and baby. they were like, oh, here's this baby. And they made a wish, and I said, cool. Cool, you did it. You wished into a bowl, right. bloody bowl of babies. Get out of my Bloody house. bowl of baby bowels. Mm-mm. Come on, alliteration. Ew. <laughs> um, <laughs> too far? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Too much. 
you know, I don't like blood. Too harsh. Yeah. Well, I didn't even talk about well. There was blood involved. Did you see blood? Yes. Blood. Levoisin <laughs> <laughs> uh, denied ever meeting or serving Montespan. Uh, she did admit, admit, admit that Paris is full of this kind of thing and an infinite number of people engaged in this evil trade, but refused to mention further clients uh, and did also, she never mentioned arranging or participating in her black masses. Uh, once mentioned to the guards that question that she feared most was, would they ask her about her visits to the royal court? Uh, it's likely that she was referring to Montespan as her client in an attempt to murder the king, and she feared that such a confession would result in uh, execution. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler, they're already going to kill they, you, Yeah, girl. you've announced a lot of other things already. Also, didn't you say she was like 67 at this point? Like, uh, She was born in 1640, and it's 1680. She's oh, only so she's like only 40. 40, okay. Um, her list of clients and the arranging of black masses. Her I client. would have listed off every single fucking name and be like, hey— all these people. Like, <laughs> and then they didn't just be like, she accused you. And you're like, you're listening to that drunk bitch? She's been drunk true. for four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Straight. Straight. Well. Like, wake up, wine. It, Go to is bed, that a bad thing? Wine. <laughs> Might do that tomorrow. Sunday, fun day. Might every su- day. Wa- Sunday, fun day, every single day. Might wake up and toss some wine it's back like tomorrow. like Joe Biden won presidency every day. Oh, my God. Every that was, day. That was iconic. Uh, oops. Uh, uh, her list of clients uh, was not revealed until after her death uh, when it was stated by her daughter and confirmed by testimonies of her former associates. Uh, she also denied claims of using her oven to burn the bones of aborted infants and that it was uh, there, there was too large of an area of graves in her garden for them to look everywhere. Um, she also So she is like, I have a massive garden. You will not you find, will not find any anything. of them. Okay. Uh, she also counterclaimed that any poisons that she had possessed were for her personal use only. I'm just poisoning myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, girl. Another accusation she denied included injecting syringes of fatal liquid into the bodies of pregnant women, women to, quote, empty them. Uh, which the aborted fetuses were then subsequently buried in the same manner in the grave garden. Um, on 17th of February, 1680, Le Voisin was put to trial and was convicted of witchcraft to execution by burning for two days later. Uh, in the days following her verdict until her execution, she was formally interrogated under torture. And the official document stated that she was tortured enough to beg for mercy. However, when an official permit of the torture was issued, the police were given to understand that the permit was not being used. And Gabriel Nicolas de la Reigny stated that Le Voisin was in reality never subjected to torture. Madame so she was tortured, but they were like, no. She's not tortured. She wasn't tortured. And Madame de Savigny, who observed Le Voisin shortly after her execution, shortly before her execution, described her as being able to move freely, so seemingly healthy, it did not seem possible for her to have been subjugated to torture. Yeah, I've seen some of the torture devices from the that those time, time periods, so I'm thinking that... <laughs> If she was tortured, she would have not been doing too hot. Sounds to me that they probably just raped her. Probably. I mean, that's still torture. Yeah, maybe lashings or something like that. Um, The final interrogations did not reveal anything new. Uh, Le Voisin was executed. See, you're going to get executed. Say every single name possible. Mm -hmm. Tell every single name. That bitch Montespan Mm -hmm. trying to kill the king. Yeah. 
I can prove it to you. I just tell, tell her to come kill me herself. Yeah. But she did. I I I do every single thing. Like, oh, remember that time that I came to your court and I tried to I tried to give you a poison petition so that you die. Uh, you can ask Montespan about that. <laughs> ask my daughter, all of my associates, mm-hmm. anyone. Every single person will tell I you. I told everyone in the jail too. Yeah. So ask them. <laughs> I uh, was drunk, bitch. I was drunk. <laughs> I was drunk. Lavoisin was executed in public on, uh, at the Place de Grève in Paris in uh, the 22nd of February, 1680. On her way to her execution, she reportedly pushed away the priest and went fastened to the stake. She desperately pushed away at the hay, which was piled around her. She tried to kick it away? Yeah. Uh, in July, her daughter, Marguerite Monvoisin, revealed her connection to Montespan, which was confirmed by the statements of the other accused. This caused the monarch to eventually close the investigation, seal the testimonies, and place the remaining accused outside of the public justice system by imprisoning them under a lettre de cash. So they didn't put any of her associates to death. They were just saying, we're going to keep you in a prison. Yeah. Because the king said. Don't do that. Why is it doing that? Because your phone's working. Surprise. Um... So they didn't... No, they kept all of her associates in the prison. They didn't... Well, they probably did kill them, but they didn't say they killed them. Yeah. It was just, you have to live here forever. We have to watch now. you. So, But we're not going to kill you. I hope you like living... In the catacombs. I hope you like living in a dungeon with gruel. Yeah, exactly. This is all we're you never going to see the light of day again. One time a day, you're going to... Bye, bitch! <laughs> I love Lizzo. Oh, is that it? That's oh, her. that's the story. Well, she died. Was it, so this well, this was obviously not the first witch, um, just a very prominent witch. I love that. I love a, to kill the king. Yeah, I love a witch. that's like you know what? I got stuff to do. I'm in high society, bitch. I'm gonna fuck everyone's shit. That up. could have been a good um, interpretation of a witch for Dracula. <laughs> a high society witch, just brewing up some potions, killing babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Not a bad idea. I don't think they're allowed to actually pretend to murder children. Why? I don't know, but I don't think they can. Oh. Why? I don't know. They do all sorts of other nasty, crazy shit. Maybe that's just, that's just, that's the one thing that's just a little too You're like, oh, that's too far? Don't murder babies? Okay. Um, well, I, sure, I'll take another one. Another one to whet my whistle. As if I could even whistle. <laughs> LOL. Um, As if you could even whistle. Ouch. Wait, wait up, what episode are we on? We're on episode 79, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Let me just check my, uh, check, my, check my notes real fast. Yes, we're on episode 79. Um, so for episode 79. <laughs> special episode. Special episode. Here we are. Uh, go back. How do I get out of it? Stop. Ah! Um, oh. I was like, you know what's really always interested me? Medical mysteries. Uh, because I started thinking about, like, the toxic lady, and I was like, wow, that was a really good thing to research. I know it was only, like, two pages, but it was still really interesting to research. Um, Gloria. Yeah, Gloria uh, Esteban. Um, no, no. <laughs> I don't remember her last name. Rivera. Yeah. Um, but then I also thought back, and I was like, wow, I really liked, as well, when I did the medical serial killers. Remember when I did that entire month of medical serial killers? That was a good one. I think I might have to do another one of those in season two. Ramirez. Ramirez. Um, I'm, I think I'm going to have to do another medical, another month of medical serial killers coming up here soon because I really like that as well. That that uh, that month was was pretty good. 
Um, but I still want to do a topic that I still do want to do a topic that I know will really scare the fuck out of you. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and not blurred. No, um, I'm going to give you a little bit of space after uh, the Galveston hurricane, uh, which I do have to admit, uh, and this pains me to say that I was wrong. So I'm here to correct myself. Oh, uh, she's always fucking wrong. Fuck you, bitch. Hurricane season actually does not end until the end of November. I thought it ended in October. Oh, no. I, I even said it on the podcast. You didn't correct me. I don't listen to you. Okay, obviously. Anyways, medical mysteries. So I went ahead and Googled medical mysteries, and six really inter- seven really interesting ones came up. So they're all pretty short. So I'm going to read some of my favorites. And by that, I mean the seven that came up. <laughs> LOL. Uh, but they're pretty short. So the first medical mystery. Stop talking to your phone. You're supposed to be talking to me. I didn't even say anything to myself. Anyways, um, the first one that has always confused people and also confused me, water allergies. Yeah. <laughs> that one's not funny. Not, I was going to say hilarious to me, but it's really not that funny. Um, this may sound impossible considering that our bodies are made of a, around 60% water, uh, but some rare individuals are allergic to water. There's even some that are allergic to the sun, like, or oxygen. Like, how? Oxygen, I didn't know. The yeah. sun, I mean, it's just like major albinism. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know if that's major albinism, but, or... They're like, I mean, yes, but do you know that there's some people that can't drink water because it's too thin of a liquid, so they have to thicken it? And do they like, have to drink like cornstarch? It's water, but with like, like gelatinized stuff to it, so that it's like thick, like syrupy. But why can't they drink thin water? Does it hurt their body somehow? No, it's. I mean. I, I'm not sure exactly who's supposed to be drinking it. I watched somebody drink it that was not supposed to drink it. Um, but I think it's for people that, like, don't have control of their tongue muscle. Oh. So then it, 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 if you put water in your mouth, it would your tongue wouldn't stop it from just falling down into your esophagus, essentially. Yeah. Gotcha. Thick water is intended to help people have trouble swallowing, also called dysphagia. Interesting. Um... So people who are allergic to water can still drink the stuff, of course. It's washing that causes the problem. A few minutes into a bath or shower causes their skin to erupt into itchy red welts. Um, This rare condition, known medically as aquagenic uh, uticeria, um, first described in 1964. Uh, Its cause is still a mystery. It could be due to... uh, a toxic response when water touches the skin or extremely sensitive to ions in the water because the water that comes out of your faucet is not pure. You, you almost will never get pure water. Unless you distill it yourself. Mm, that's not even pure because even then little distillates still will go up with the, the steam. Um, I remember that we used to have to buy what was called, we called it up water. It was ultra pure water, which was literally... 99.99999 like i think it was like seven nines afterwards confirmed that that was pure water like just h2o um and we it cost like 70 dollars a bottle a bottle was probably about the size of this white cloth we had to pipette it in a white down uh uv radiated uh um vent hood so that no germs or anything else got inside of it into the little tubes that we did then label them from there and you once you used one of those things for your experiment you had to throw it out because you couldn't prove that it wasn't pure anymore essentially 
So, yeah. What did it taste like, though? I always wanted to drink it <laughs> so badly. Always wanted to drink it. Always I wanted to drink it. I bet you it was the freshest thing ever. I wanted to drink it so bad. So, so bad. Fresh. But also, the point of having distillates in your water is also to help your body actually keep the water because your body breaks those, like the salt or fluoride and you know, stuff that stuff like that in your water. It's minerals that you need. Minerals you need, first of all. Second of all, it's also minerals that help the water be retained in your body. Without salt and other things. So what you're saying that is that if you drink that water, you immediately have to pee. It would go through you. It wouldn't make you immediately have to pee. But yes, it would not be absorbed you by your body. You drinking and peeing at the same time. Just straight up like, oh my god. <laughs> That's a thought I should have asked. Have you ever thought about that? That's a that would be a weird feeling to sit on the toilet like while you're you're peeing and like drink water and like in one. I'm gonna try that. <laughs> I'll get back to you. I feel like that's week. gonna be messy. <laughs> Why? Why is it gonna be? Me- if you think it's just pouring water. Well, I mean, you have to aim and drink water at the same time. I guess you I sit down. to pee all the time. Oh, she's a woman. Well, in my own house, I'm fucking lazy. And you never know when you're going to have to go the other end, too. So, too much? Oh, yeah. I didn't <laughs> we don't need to talk about poop on this podcast. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, that was uh, the number one of the medical mysteries. Uh, number two was chimeric people. Um, Dragon people. Exactly. Uh, imagine going for genetic tests along with your children only to find out that you can't possibly be their biological mother, despite the fact that you gave birth to them. Um, this isn't science fiction. It has actually happened to a few people around the world. Uh, in the case, uh, I'm sorry, in this case, they turned out that it turned out that the mother was a chimera. chimera. She was a mix of two individuals. She was the composite of two non-identical twins that had fused in her mother's womb. Isn't that fucking crazy? Say that again. It. She was a chimera. She was a mixture of two individuals. She was a composite of two non-identical twins, so fraternal twins, that fused in her mother's womb. So, the the process when of how yeah, twins split. Yeah. But then they came back. They fused together. together. Yeah. How does that make it so that it doesn't match DNA with the mother? Because it, the DNA is fused. So then, it, like, because. The, the two eggs are going to have different DNA. They're going to be the mother's DNA, but it's not going to be, they're not going to be identical. Yeah. And the same thing with the sperm. So now you've got two sperm, two eggs that have now fused. So four different types of DNA that have all fused together. So you're not getting a 50% match. You're going to get maybe a 25% match if you're lucky. <laughs> hmm. Isn't that crazy? So then she had children and they were like, so then the children are even further from close to her. And it's like, were there pictures? I don't know. I, 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 I don't I know if they look alike. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. Stranger Within. Ooh, are we going to get pictures? Explain this. You're a doctor of one of your patients. Uh, I'm sorry. You are a doctor and one of your patients is a 52-year-old woman. Uh, comes to see you. Very upset. Tests, ha- tests, are revealed, tests have revealed something unbelievable about two of her three grown-up sons. Although she conceived them naturally with her husband, who is definitely their father... The tests that say that she isn't their biological mother. Somehow, she has given birth to someone else's children. Uh, this isn't a trick question. This is a genuine case of Margot Kruskal, uh, a doctor at the Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center in, Bo- in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, Deaconess? Yes. Uh, and this was 
What? Anyways, uh, so the patient who we call, will call Jane needed a kin- kidney transplant. Oh my God, kidney transplant! So her family underwent blood tests to see if any of them would make a suitable donor. When the results came back, Jane was hoping for good news. Instead, she re- received a hammer blow. The letter told her outright that two of her three sons could not be hers. What was going on? It took Kruskal and her team two years to crack the riddle. In the end, they discovered that Jane is a chimera, a mixture of two individuals, non-identical twin sisters, who fused in the womb and grew into a single body. Some parts of her body are derived from one twin and the others and others from the other. It seems bizarre that this can all happen at this can happen at all, but Jane's is not an isolated case. Around 30 similar instances of chimerism uh, have been reported. And there are probably way more out there uh, who will never discover their unusual origins. So I was wrong. The DNA did not fuse. Different parts of her body have different parts, different DNA. Yeah. So it, it think Siamese twin, but not the same DNA and only one person. The two-headed lady, but it's only one person. Only one, one person, head. but two different DNAs. That's yeah, weird. that's crazy, right? Crazy. Um, okay, so woo, 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 woo. there's that one. Um, no one knows how common chimeras are, but with the rise of fertility treatments and genetic testing, more chimeras are likely to be created and discovered. Um, so that was number two. Number three really interested me. Um, foreign accent syndrome. Have you ever heard of this? Oh, yeah. There was this lady that was like, I think she was from the valley and she got into an accident and then she spoke like a british person <laughs> yeah uh so if you wake up talking with a strong jamaican accent despite the fact that you've never heard a jamaican accent before then the chances are you're suffering from foreign accent syndrome uh the best known case of the syndrome dates from 1941 when a norwegian woman was ostracized after she was injured during an air raid and began talking with a strong german accent uh, the syndrome was once regarded as a psychological disorder, but it's now thought to be a neurological one, which comes about when a stroke or injury damages the part of the brain associated with speech. The real mystery is how people talk with an accent they've never been exposed to, though rarely scientists, uh, I'm sorry, though recently scientists have come up with a possible explanation. The foreignness of a sufferer's accent might simply be due to the listener struggling to interpret the change in the sufferer's speech patterns. So the person who is listening is like, I'm trying to understand what they're saying and I'm just trying to relate it to a, an accent as opposed to understand they are suffering from a mental uh, uh, damage. Yeah. Mental injury. Um, So I thought that was really funny. I was like, not funny, but really interesting. Like what? (laughs) That's so crazy. Um, The next one was kind of weird called uh, Morgulon's disease. Uh, the symptoms are fibers growing out of your itchy le- out of itchy lesions, accompanied by a biting, crawling sensation, as if the sufferer is being attacked by a parasite. Thousands of people around the world report these unpleasant symptoms and claim that they're suffering from Morgulon's disease, a physical ailment whose cause is, as of yet, unknown. Uh, but present. Uh, I'm sorry, but present these symptoms to most doctors and they'll tell you that you're suffering from a well-known psychological disorder called delusional parasitosis, Jesus, Um, an unshakable belief that sensations of crawling on or under the skin are caused by parasites despite uh, incontrovertible. 
Anyways, despite evidence to the contrary. <laughs> I don't even... What, who, where, what word is that? How is it spelled? That doesn't matter. Um, so basically, who's right? Uh, the jury's still out. Some medics uh, are beginning to take a serious look at Morgulon's disease as like a serious possible disease. The suggestion is that the fibers could be the result of an infection by the bacterium agrobacterium, uh, most commonly found to cause tumors in plants. Uh, agrobacterium is in the soil everywhere all the time. <laughs> so it's not that like crazy of a thing, but they're basically saying like maybe some people are... So, so basically... You grow these, like, the way that I'm understanding this is basically, like, nerves are sticking out of your skin. And they're exposed to the world. And so then when you have a nerve sticking out of your skin, then you're that sensitive to literally any movement of anything ever. So then you feel the spike of whatever it is. So if you just feel Wind, like... Wind, it's going to be itchy. Anything's going to be... any Anything. Like, any movement ever. So if you... I mean, there's going to always be movement anywhere else. All the time ever. So, of course, you're going to feel that. And you're going to feel the, the spikes of the um, the nerve endings firing, essentially. So, it's going to feel like your skin's a spider web of crawlies. So, hmm. You'd think that they would just burn it. If they can identify it. nerve. You don't just see a nerve ending. <laughs> so, that's, so, basically, the scientific community is like, maybe this does exist because the doctors were basically just like, you're just delusional. You're crazy. You, or you're on drugs. Like that, that's basically the, what people are calling. Um, yes. So number five, we get up to the madness of King George. Um, the, I've heard of this, but I can't remember it. Yeah. So the British King, King George the third suffered major bouts of mental derangement for which ha he had to be restrained in a straight jacket or tied to a chair. It has something to do with gout, doesn't it? Uh, I don't know. Um, scientists thought they knew the cause of these ravings, a genetic defect called pororphia. Um, but in 2005, researchers examined a sample of King George's hair made by a, and made a surprise discovery. High concentrations of arsenic. The researchers believe that the medicine given to the king was contaminated with arsenic, making his predisposition to porphoria uh, far worse. So basically they were like, you were giving him arsenic and poisoning him little at a time. And so he was just fucking crazy. So yeah, he's insane. Um, number six, we have the tree man. Have you ever heard of the tree man? It's kind of terrifying. Don't ever look him up. I'm about to. <laughs> okay. Um, he had hands and feet resembling branches. Uh, his name was Didi. He was a man from West Java, Indonesia. Oh, Didi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, never mind. Yeah. I told you not to look at it. Uh, he appears to be a half man, half tree. That's yeah. just like major keratinosis. Yeah. So, uh, but what is the cause of this deformation? Thankfully for Didi, this mystery was actually recently solved. Um, the culprit appears to be a rare immunodeficiency, which allows human papillomavirus, uh, better known to cause, better known as the cause of warts, uh, to ra rampage out of control. So basically he had HPV on his skin and he, well, he had a rare disorder that allowed HPV to create warts all over his body. Hmm. So basically that turn him into, stop that don't stop growing. So he looked like a tree. fucking tree. Yeah. Not great. And then we get to number seven, my favorite mystery. Mm -hmm. Mystery. So in 1996, a issue of a there was an issue of the medical journal called The Lancet uh, carried a distressing case study. 
a 29-year-old man had pricked his finger on a chicken bone five years previously, leaving him with an infection that made him smell terrible. The most dis- Is this about you? Yes. The most disabling consequence of the infection was a putrid smell and emanating from the affected arm, which could be detected across a large room, and when confined to a smaller examination room, became almost intolerable, the paper states. Still me. Um, the cause of the infection would couldn't be identified, and it didn't respond to antibiotics. So the paper's authors issued a plea. We ask assistance from colleagues who may have encountered a similar case or for suggestions to relieve the patient's odor, even if the organism cannot be eradicated. So what happened to this poor man who people called the putrid man or the putrid finger? He Does he still smell putrid after all these years? Yes. Uh, so they contacted a dermatologist to find out who treated. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, contacted a dermatologist who treated him to find out. Uh, the dermatologist Peter Holt of the University Hospital of Wales reported that the patient's infection cleared up spontaneously and that he no longer smells putrid because the cause remains a mystery. They still have no idea. They had many guesses of like different bacteria that were on him that were causing him to smell bad, but he basically poked himself with a sharp chicken bone into his body, and then that bacteria never left his skin. So imagine the smell of rotting chicken that you leave in your your uh, trash can for too long. That's what I'm assuming that his arm smelled like for five years. Cut it off. Uh, bitch, if you went to the doctor's office and they could not figure out why you smelled like rotten chicken meat, like, that's a problem. That's a, that's a problem. Amazing. Yeah, like no matter how much you washed your arm, because what I'm assuming, what I'm thinking probably happened, and I'm not a medical doctor, is that it probably got something like down underneath the the uh, the epidermis. So like between the dermis and the epidermis, or maybe even between the dermis and like the sponge layer of the skin. So like very thin layers here. And that bacteria just created like a lawn basically in his arm over time. And so then you just have the smelly bacteria in your body that your skin is a breathing organ. So, I mean, it's just emitting the smell. Can't you, like, exfoliate? If you exfoliate down to your dermis and you'll bleed. Uh, is that any worse than <laughs> smelling like rotten chicken? Bitch, I don't know. I don't know. But I thought these were really interesting. I was just going to do an entire thing of just the putrid finger, but I could not find enough information on just the putrid finger. So I was like, I'm going to do all seven of these then. So <laughs> I did all seven. You know what I heard recently? What did you hear recently? In a TikTok. Oh. That apparently white people smell like milk. We're never going to smell it. Because we're white people? Smell yeah. like milk? Yeah. Like sour milk or just like milk? Just like milk. Hmm. I don't know. I don't think I've ever recognized that. I mean, obviously no white person's going to tell you that. Yeah. So I saw it on a TikTok. This woman was like, I used to work this. Uh, barber school and I overheard this conversation of this black guy talking to his, his friends his girlfriend had brought him some like sandwich or something and they were like man how do you deal with that she smells like milk <laughs> and I was like what? smells like milk I'm gonna ask Aaron now <laughs> I'm gonna ask Aaron do we smell like milk to you ask him right now okay Let's see if we get a response hold on boop 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 please hold Hey, Aaron. Do I smell like milk? Do you think white people 
smell like milk? <laughs> this should be very interesting. I want to know. Very interesting. Because I, I'm worried that he's going to troll me and just say yes. But I also want an actual answer. <laughs> he he's seen it. We're 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 live here. We're doing How it live. Are we? uh, T minus twenty seconds. We've got. He's not typing yet, so I don't know. Oh, you're on Messenger. Yeah, because I can see if he he's read it. Oh no, there's another common description I agree with, and it's not that one. I can't remember. Interesting. You should remember for us soon. <gasps> for us soon. Why can't I'm just I type? googling what do white people smell like. <laughs> what do white people smell like? Spencer saw a. Some of it says that why do white people smell like wet dogs when they come out of the rain? Stop! <laughs> but that's also not true. That's sad. You don't know. Uh, Maybe we do. But also, I mean, people, I think all people smell terrible when they come out of water or when they come out from outside. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. I think all people smell like that. Like rainy. <laughs> he just said poor K and spelled K wrong. K-A-Y. <laughs> what, what is this? Anyways, um... Yeah, I really just like really like that. There's literally a book here that's called "Why Do White People Smell Like Wet Dogs When They Come Out of the Rain," <laughs> available on Amazon, published in 1999. Larry Lane and Philip J. Milano. Oh no, oh no. Um, he says, "Hmm." Um, yeah. Well, I really do like a good medical mystery. So I like whenever there's something like, "Ooh, what?" And what's I just a... brought one to the podcast. Yeah. Well. Now we need to figure out why white people smell different. This is interesting to me. Hey. Hey. What a world we live in, you know? You know, where white people smell like milk sometimes, <laughs> and you can get sh- pricked by a chicken bone and then smell bad smell for like a year. Smell like putrid chicken for five years. Or more. We don't know how long you smell like that. Or get accused of being a witch. You could. These are all things but, that can happen. But I feel like she kind of deserved that one. She was doing some stuff. She was murdering some babies. She so. went a little far. Yeah. Well, I mean, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she wasn't all the time, but... But sometimes she was. She was, yeah. She she was also definitely the ringleader, so... Yeah. There, there is that. Oh, you just don't like a smart woman? I didn't say that. Because <laughs> she's murdering babies. Oh, oh, you think she's just a wrong... Poisoning part? people. <laughs> she killed someone? Ooh, ooh. Go cry to your toxic masculinity. <laughs> Go talk to your toxic chicken. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, you think you're better than my topic because I have a toxic chicken arm? You got a cool ass rich witch. Rich witch, bitch. Rich. I was gonna say rich witch, bitch. Oh God. Is that that Katy Perry song? Rich witch, bitch. Mm-hmm. Another one in the casket. Bum, ba, dum, bum, bum, bum. She's dead. That yeah. get it casket? Yeah. No. Okay. Instead of basket. Well, she. Hello. Did you hear knocking? I didn't hear knocking. I heard like scratching. Hello. I don't like that. <laughs> I'm gonna pause this. It's my Friday. Oh my god, it's your Friday. It's my Friday. I'm even so happy. I just for like y'all. to say that because I'm like, ooh, 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 ooh. Anyways, yeah. So we've been murdered because somebody's tapped. We we took a pause because we just heard a weird 
like a scratchings. Yeah, it was like like fingers, like but like yeah. on a door. The Delano, the door Delano on top. Lock of the front door. You but did the or did. Front didn't? door makes noise when it opens. Quite a lot, of, a large, a lot amount of large like, noise. Because <laughs> I wanted to sound like there's a haunted house. Oh yeah. And now no one can sneak around your house ever. Yeah. We're gonna get a new door, so I have to find a way to make it rusty. I'm gonna soak the hinges in water. Just pour vinegar on them. Soak them in vinegar. Yeah. Just get them real rusty. Just get them oxidized, honey. Mm-hmm. That's what you need. That's what you need, darling. I need that. I need that. Anyways, um, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say something and I forgot. <laughs> but we're good. Was it about the World AIDS Day? It is now. <laughs> AIDS Foundation Houston is hosting. Let me start from the beginning. There. Okay. AIDS Foundation Houston is hosting their World AIDS Day. Luncheon on December the 1st. However, this year things will be a little bit different. For 2020, World AIDS Day will be a virtual event. AFH was founded in 1982 and has continued to serve the evolving needs of those living with and affected by HIV and AIDS in the community. AFH's World AIDS Day Luncheon was a finalist for the best fundraising event in the city by Outsmart's 2020 Gayest and Greatest. On December the 1st, the event will be hosted live by Ernie Manus from B Design. The show will include celebrity cameos and interviews, pop-ins by AFH staff and board, Mayor Sylvester Turner, Judge Lena Hildago, client community testimonials, award honorees, drag and musical performances, and so much more. We are proud to be media partners and hope that you will join us in the fight to end the HIV epidemic in Houston by supporting World AIDS Day 2020, a virtual event. Access to the event starts at just $5, and underwriting opportunities start at just $500. Please visit WorldAidsDayHouston.org to learn more. You're going to tell me something else? I would like to tell you something <laughs> else. Uh, I'm going to talk about the Chamber Cares Food Drive. Yes! Here at ListenWorks, we are getting excited about the holiday season, Mama. Oh, yes. This is the time of the year with family and friends and lots of great food. However, we'd love to help out during the season, too. After all, it's the reason for the season. Oh, yeah. Especially in our LGBTQ plus community. Individuals can have difficulty this time of year especially those with food insecurity. So we have paired up with the Greater Houston Chamber of Commerce for their holiday food drive to make things a little easier for them. The food ho- holiday food drive helps us fill up holiday boxes for our most vulnerable by either dropping food off and make, or making a donation via the virtual food drive. Two ways to participate. Donations can be made Friday, December the 4th, 2020, between 8 a.m. and 12 p.m. at the Signature Care ER Montrose, at 1007 Westheimer, or visit them online at houstonlgptchamber.com forward slash food dash drive. Wow. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, our OG sponsor. The original. Economy Works. No? You hear that again? again? You hear that again? Is it a table? I don't think so. That's weird. Um, anyways, so we'd like to thank our original sponsor, Economy Works. They're the ones who made this podcast happen, as well as Let's Talk About Gay Stuff and our Ruby podcast. Um, they are a freelance talent network of, that connects product. Oh, my gosh. 
a freelance why can i never get this a freelance talent network that connects professionals with product work if you're a company that needs help writing job descriptions conducting marketing analysis managing your social media platforms economy works has an extensive talent network of freelance professionals ready to help you do more with less economy works when we work the economy works find out more at economyworks.com that's e-c-o-n-o-m-i-w-o-r-k-s.com economy works yeah. Yeah. okay no let's try again because i'm a bass okay Yum. that was good very good that was good harmony i love the harmony that there. was really good um we know that i'm definitely a soprano I would even say higher than that. Is there anything higher? A piccolo. <laughs> I think yes. a soprano. <laughs> I think it's yeah, soprano's the highest. I'm gonna make one up. Okay. High voice. High voice. <laughs> Stupid. What language is that anyway? Is it Italian? Who? Soprano, saltes, bass. I assume Italian or Latin. I don't fucking know. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, I don't know things about things. Um, I used to play alto saxophone. And I remember it used to be so... Everyone wanted to play soprano saxophone so bad because soprano saxophones were unnecessary. Mezzo-soprano. They, they were basically... Um, that means middle soprano. Anyways, uh, basically soprano saxophones were just little clarinets. Um, Tenor. That's t- the highest male there's no alto males that's me i'm an alto male soprano the highest female voice mezzo soprano a female voice between a3 and a5 contralto a lowest female voice between f3 and e5 tenor highest male voice baritone a male voice (laughs) bass a lowest male voice tenor highest male voice gay (laughs) some men falsetto Mm. Oh, bitch, we knew. We been (laughs) knew. That's just how gay people talk. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about (laughs) that. Cindy, bitch. (laughs) Cindy, I'm talking about Seto, you stupid bitch. (laughs) Well, are we wrong? Cindy, this is bone. Cindy, this is falsetto. Cindy, this is falsetto. Cindy, this is my regular voice. Cindy, Cindy, this is my low voice. Cindy, this is the bass. Exactly. (laughs) Stupid. Um, I'd also like to thank our um, uh, sister podcast, Let's Talk About Gay Stuff, stuff. because they bring it to us every week. They're here bringing us another topic, another topic, another topic. topic. No sleep. Uh, Share. Another no, topic. Another no topic. sleep. Always recording. Another topic. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Giving you what you need to know about LGBTQ history. History. They're available at L or at Let's Talk About Gay Stuff Let's Talk About Gay Stuff on Facebook and Instagram. Talk Gay Stuff on Twitter, and you can also drop them a line. No, send them an email. <laughs> send them an email at Let's Talk About Gay Stuff at gmail.com. Yes, you could do that. Uh, we'd also like to thank our are the the mother who aborted us <laughs> oh no no we were the aborted yeah, child we aborted a child and it became our ruby podcast that's true um we're not sure, sure what's going on there but they're doing a lot of stuff they are doing the drag we're not stuff involved. we're yeah except there are two hosts on that that are just wonderful to listen to 
Yes, um, yes. Well, one of them is, and the other one is not. And I'm don't pretty talk about sure yourself that like the that. one that's wonderful starts with an S. Uh, no, ends with an S. No, starts with it. And it's, it's definitely an more than five letters. Is your name actually Christopher? It is. Yes. So, so it's mine. exactly seven letters. <laughs> Exactly your name is actually Christopher. Letters. Fuck. Oh, yes. Exactly seven letters. <laughs> so if you wanted to hear two gays that sounded a lot like us and also share totally, totally different. Totally different. Totally different. Uh, you could listen to our Ruby podcast. We talk about all the things drag. Uh, we are currently at a uh, impasse. So we have to figure that one out. Uh, but we have research. We have done uh, Dragula. Uh, we did um, Drag Race Hall. Drag, Ra- drag Race Canada or Canada's Drag Race. Drag Race Season 12. All Stars 5. All Stars 5. We've done all that in the past year now. Um, and we're, we're just proud of that. For the next one. We're waiting for more hopefully, drag. Um, we're thinking it's probably going to be Dragula. Uh, but possibly... Dragula again? You think it's going to? Already? Dragula 4. Yeah, you think it's going to come out already? I think so. Oh, really? I don't know. I what, so. do, what do the fan sites say? Well, okay. Um, but maybe um, recently we've had announced Drag Race Spain. Oh, mm-hmm. I felt like Drag Drag Race UK was the one that was more potentially coming faster than anything else. I think so. It's Drag Race Spain was just announced. Okay. Um, yeah, on this website. I'm intrigued. Says. Well, then that's what our Ruby podcast takes care of. That's ourrubypodcast.com, our Ruby podcast on Facebook, and our Ruby podcast on Instagram. Yes. You can also send us an email at ourrubypodcast. At oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> At rubypodcast.com. Dot com. That's it. Uh, and of course, you are currently listening to our Swoopy Podcast. Our Swoopy Podcast has been around, as I mentioned, for 79 weeks. 79 weeks. We've been doing this. And it's a labor of love. We just love talking. It's a toddler now. I know. It's a two-year-old. That's a, almost a two-year-old. A toddler. Say you're five. Say you're five. Say you're five. Say you're five. Um, yeah, I'm really proud of uh, us making this far. So we're doing good. Um do we have the most listeners? No. Do we enjoy what we're doing? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We get to get together and we get to kiki and we get to say the stupidest things on the microphones and make up stupid titles all the time. So that's what we do best. So, you know, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Exactly. We're going to bring it to you every week. Oh, and we'll still be here. Still drinking white claws and hanging out. Hot claws. Hot claws. Um, should we tell them to get spooby with it? it?